Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, Jill. I am super excited because Hannah Florman is here. She is a designer, a jewelry designer, custom jewelry. And you know, look how many bracelets I have. I didn't even show Hannah that. Oh my God. So much jewelry. I'm a, I mean, who isn't obsessed with jewelry right now, right? We're all layering it up. So Hannah, we're so happy to have you. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us, you know, how did you get started in the jewelry business? Yeah, so I was actually um, a lawyer. I worked in a big law firm and did commercial litigation. Um, I was pretty unhappy being there. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I didn't know if it was maybe just another type of law or something completely different. And this was around the time that I was getting married. So I was trying to create some of my own jewelry for my wedding and some pieces for my sisters. And I really, I wanted to be involved in the process, but I couldn't really find anyone in the Boston area that I want to work with. Their work wasn't really resonating with me. So my um, husband and father-in-law have a watch store on Newbury Street and used to do their own jewelry for their clients. So they connected me to some manufacturers in the area. And I started working with them, had a lot of fun. My friends saw, saw that I started to do it. So they asked me for some pieces and it sort of just, happened organically, but I didn't really think about leaving the law firm and doing jewelry full-time until I was actually, my mom passed away in college and I was going through some of her jewelry and I found this bracelet. It was like a tiny, tiny script. You had to like really look at it carefully to see what it said. And it said, your work is to find your work and to give it your all. And It's sort of, it was a little serendipitous that I found it at that moment, like in a piece of jewelry, but it also reminded me that jewelry is so much more than just sort of like gems or sparkly things or gold. It really can hold power, I think, to the wearer. And that might be superstition. It might be strength. It might be just a memory that you want to hold close, an accomplishment. Um, So that was sort of the, the moment that drove me to actually create a business out of it. Um, So I slowly left the law firm, started taking GIA courses, um, and just sort of grew it organically from there. I mean, we all want who, I mean, I'm not going to say this, but when people pass away, a lot of times we are passed down their jewelry, right? So that makes so much sense because it's so meaningful. And like my grandmother used to say, you'll get this when I pass away, right? So now I have that ring and it means so much. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And I think that's amazing because uh, that you get to create these pieces for people. And it must feel really good to do that. Right. I mean, I love that sometimes clients will come into me with, I, I reset a lot of heirloom jewelry for engagement rings, especially. And people will come into me with rings that might have belonged to their grandmother or whoever, and they have inscriptions in them. And sometimes they'll be even like inside jokes or, you know, initials that we don't even know. And those pieces hold a story. And I love that the pieces that I'm creating are also creating that story, uh, whether it's engagement or, you know, more of just a custom piece. 
there's usually a reason if people are spending thousands of dollars on a piece of jewelry, there's usually a reason for it. Uh, so I love being able to sort of mark that moment in time with a piece of jewelry that they're involved with making. And so what inspires you? Like, where do you get your inspiration for your own designs? Yeah. So my, you know, if you look at my Instagram, you'll sort of see that a lot of my designs are pretty simple and traditional with, I would say like a modern twist to them, but I like the classic designs. I'm a big believer that if you spend a lot of money on a piece of jewelry, you want to be able to wear it forever. I'm sometimes pushing clients away from something too trendy because I don't want them to spend five, $6,000 on a setting for an engagement ring or some trendy necklace and not want it in a few years. Um, so I definitely look to some more of like the traditional, especially with engagement ring, traditional pieces, you know, by Van Cleef or Harry Winston. Um, and then of course the design, a lot of it's inspired by the clients. Um, so, so yeah. Yeah. That's very, very cool. I know my, one of the most meaningful pieces of jewelry that I have is my grandmother's, um, ring, which I think was like it was like reset from her engagement ring into like a different ring. And so now I have that ring. It doesn't quite fit over my fat knuckles right now in 95 degree weather, but I do try to wear it like on special occasions and it definitely like means a lot to me. So, um, so my, my other question as since I know a lot of your work is diamonds. So, and I'm not asking you to, you know, speak badly about another brand, but there is this, a lot of people out there feel like if you get a Tiffany diamond ring or a Tiffany diamond, you know, something that that is better than getting that same, you know, a ring or whatever it is from someone else. How do you think about like, how do you advise people when they're shopping for engagement rings or fine, you know, diamond jewelry? How do you kind of advise them to think about that decision? Yeah, so Tiffany Diamonds are GIA certified, which is an institution that certifies diamonds, which is the same institution as the diamonds that I sell and most of the high, like highly respected jewelers sell GIA diamonds. So the diamonds are actually no different other than I believe Tiffany Diamonds have like a little inscription inside them that say Tiffany. Um, they, so they're their quality is really the same. If you were to get a DVS2 two carat from Tiffany and from me, they're going to look the same other than each diamond, you know, is unique, but they're going to have the same quality to them. Um, it's just not going to have that Tiffany's inscription. So they mark it up a lot more than someone like me. Um, and, you know, I think to that point of the Tiffany, I think maybe 15 years ago, it was this romantic gesture. You know, breakfast at Tiffany's, like your boyfriend or Sweet Home Alabama, I think, has also like a, a, an image of that where the, the boyfriend takes the girlfriend to Tiffany to pick out her dream ring. And I'm not seeing that really with the, the current generation. Um, I think that what they want to see they want to be involved in the process they want to not just be behind that counter sort of being sold a ring that takes you know 10 20 minutes they want to be involved throughout the entire process and that's what brings it value that's what makes it special so let's talk about the process so somebody comes to you that maybe it's usually the fiance or the couple comes together do they come do they kind of know what they want already or some people just have no idea? And how long does it take to create a design? 
Right. So I'm finding a lot of girls are involved at least at the beginning of the process, uh, which I think is great when a guy comes to me or the partner comes to me with no information on what their partner wants. It's, it's hard. Um, I mean, I can recommend what I think is like a beautiful classic design, but you obviously want to make sure the wearer is going to love it. Um, so yeah, the first step, usually they come to me, we have an initial consultation where I tell them a little bit about the design process and I hear about, you know, what they're looking for in a ring. And then from there, often the girl will jump off who the ring is being made for. And I'll just work directly with that client at that point. We'll have photos, you know, Instagram photos, Pinterest pages um, of inspiration. And then from there, I'm sourcing diamonds for them. So unlike a jewelry store where they have a set stock of diamonds, I'm sourcing diamonds from all over the country, from different dealers, from my clients that really are able to optimize their budget and the beauty of the diamond. Make sure that, you know, if you want a two carat and you want to spend $20,000, it makes that diamond makes the most sense for you because it's going to be unique for everyone. Some people care about carat weight. Some people care about color. Um, so I source those diamonds for them. And then we have a stone viewing either in person or virtually. And from there, that's when we start designing the setting after that center diamond is picked because so much of what I'm going to recommend about the setting is going to be based upon the properties of the diamond. Um, so then I drop a sketch of the ring that's turned into a CAD rendering, which is like actually used to make the ring and that's shared with the client. And, um, we go back and forth, make any changes that we need. And then once the CAD is approved, it's made here in Boston and it takes another three weeks. So usually the process start to finish is about two months from like when they inquire, assuming that I have bandwidth to take them on right away. Um, and that's pretty similar to the custom pieces other than usually, you know, if we are sourcing a diamond, it would be the same, but usually the custom pieces deal with smaller gems. So we're not doing that same like stone viewing, uh, but I do the sketch and the CAD. Have you ever said to somebody, you cannot do that ring that way? Because I have clients where I'm like, you cannot wear that. <laughs> I like, I try to make, so it's hard if it's sentimental or the girl really gave them that information that that's what they want. I try to sort of refine it in ways best possible. Um, but definitely if they're looking for advice, I give guidance. Again, I really don't love clients spending money on things that are going to be trendy or not worth the money. I want their pieces to be classic. I think especially with an engagement ring or an anniversary present or a push present, you want, you want to love that forever. You don't want to change it in 10 years or 20 years. Um, I'm really sentimental about my jewelry. Like my engagement ring, honestly, I, would, I wasn't involved in designing it. I'd probably make it a little daintier than it is, but I won't even shave metal off of it because I'm so sentimental about it. So like I, I want what we create to, to last forever and be loved forever. That's nice. I think that, um, you know, it's amazing what you do. I love the process of it. And I think that you're so hands-on and I am totally with you with not going on trendy all the time with jewelry you know, the whole Cartier, you know, stack it up bracelets, you know, I think that's fine. But it's also good to put some other stuff on your wrist. I have nothing against that. But I'm just saying be a little more unique if you can. Right. And what I love too is mixing and matching. So I know the listeners like can't see what I'm wearing right now. But I'm wearing like a pretty 
one would think fancy diamond Riviera necklace that you could definitely wear to a black tie event or your own wedding, um, which is the great value of it is that you really get to dress it up or down. But I'm wearing it with two much more informal chains that sort of dress it down. So I love sort of taking, spending money on those big investment pieces, like big diamond earrings, a nice Riviera necklace, even tennis necklaces, diamond pendants, and then mixing and matching it with maybe lower cost items that can be trendy and keep you on trend. Um, because in a few years that will change as, as you know. Yeah. I love that advice. Cause I definitely have some really nice jewelry, but I'm always nervous to wear it. Not nervous because someone's going to steal it off my neck, but just nervous because it's like, it's too fancy. It just seems too fancy. And then I never wear it. And so I love that idea of mixing it with something like a little lower end um, to try to like bring it down to earth. Right. Yeah. My favorite, like my go-to outfit, I'm a pretty, when I dress, I'm pretty simple, like jeans and a white t-shirt, sort of my go-to. Um, but like if you throw on one of those, like the diamond necklace that I'm wearing with another necklace, it's not fancy because you're wearing it with the white t-shirt. I mean, Tara could maybe, I don't, I'm not the fashion expert, but, uh, but I think that like it, it dresses it down, but it also elevates your white t-shirt. So I think that it's, and then again, if you have a black tie event and you have that really special necklace that you can still pull out of your drawer and and wear and dress it up. So I think those pieces, don't be afraid to dress down your high-end pieces as long as you're mixing and mashing it with the right things. It, I think it looks totally appropriate and, and great. Hannah, you just said everything, keywords that I would say. Wear, <laughs> wear your jewelry, wear your nice clothes, dress them up, dress them down, dress up a pair of jeans and a t-shirt with nice jewelry, layer, everybody's into layering, layer it up. I think we're on the same page with all of that. Now, how do people find you? How could people reach out if they want to make a custom piece with you? Yeah, definitely. So um, my Instagram is a great place to start. You can always message me on Instagram or my website is hannahflorman.com. And there are some forms on there. There's also a form on there where girls can actually go in and fill out information on their ideal engagement ring. Mm -hmm. And it sends a little hint to their partner. Um, and then I have the information they need. So it's a nice way to sort of keep keep the romance alive if you want to have some uh, surprise element to the ring, but want to make sure that you get, get what you actually want. So there's a form for that as well. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us and you guys should go get a piece of jewelry made because I'm going to Hannah, I'm coming for you. I'm going. Yeah, to I'm excited. I want your necklace. That's a good one. That's a good piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was great talking with you both. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of shorts. Bermuda shorts. Jean shorts. Short shorts. Boy shorts. Tennis shorts. Cargo shorts. Beaded shorts. Running shorts. Board shorts.